Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. They trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. Fourth and John. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, who's next on the trade block? Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, hearts indebted. Fly eagles fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? He's got a first down out at the 44 yard line. How are you doing? How in the world did that happen? Oh, you said they got him. They did. What's up, Philadelphia? We are live. Broadcasting from the beautiful new media studios right outside of Philadelphia. Welcome to the 2017 Week 8 edition of the 4th and John Podcast. Boys and girls, your 2017 Philadelphia Eagles with a record of 6-1 have the best record in football. I'm not talking about the NFC East. I'm not talking about the NFC. I'm talking the best record in professional football. I am beyond the point now of saying that this team is going to surprise people. 
like I did earlier in the season. Surprise, bitches. They're for real. I'm beyond the point right now of telling the rest of the NFC East that they're on notice. All you got to do is look at the standings. I spend a lot of time on a Tuesday pacing back and forth and thinking about what I'm going to say during the intro. What is E-Rock, What is preacher E-Rock going to say when he stands up on his, on his soapbox in the beginning of the show? What's Pope John Paul II going to say when he, when he introduces the cast? I'm beyond that. Because at 6-1, the actions speak louder than words. And right now, what this team is doing on the field has me speechless. 6-1 is great. It's just a number. There have been other teams that started the season 6-1 in the past. But it's not the number that's important. It's how they become 6-1. Whether it's going on opening day, going down to Washington against a tough Redskins opponent and squeaking out a win in their house, whether it's putting a smackdown and figuring out a way to win on the road against the Chargers, whether it's a last-minute, longest field goal in Eagles history against the Giants, whether it's layeth the smacketh down against the Arizona Cardinals, whether it's on a short week going to Carolina and having an absolute brawl against the Panthers and figuring out a way to win, whether it's on Monday Night Football against the Redskins, locking up the division practically, and with one more game to go, against a winless San Francisco 49ers team, half the season will be over. And here we are. I'm speechless. There's nothing left for me to say. The product is on the field. The magic is on the field. Gail, you were there sitting next to me in section 115, baby. How are you? Please, tell me how to feel. Tell me how excited you are. I mean, I'm a little speechless like yourself, like yourself you know what I mean? I mean, it, it all starts with Carson Wentz. Uh, I've, I've, it's like shock, shock in all moments. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, man, Carson Wentz has had so many put-the-team-on-my-back moments this season that I've lost count. Yeah. Uh, where I'm sitting there like, yo, we really got a quarterback that we can really rock with for the next <laughs> uh, decade or so. Um, but then you, you look at this team overall. You look, you look at a team that has a ridiculous will to win, the ability to deal with adversity, and a team that plays with one heartbeat every week. And it's a next-man-up uh, mentality, and you are looking at the most well-rounded team in the NFL. So uh, Yeah, it, it, is, it has been a long time since I've sat in those stands and seen a shit first half like I saw on Monday Night Football and thought to myself, we got this. Mm. Wait till they go into halftime. Make the adjustments <laughs> they have to make. No panic. No, oh, my God, they're going to chip Kelly this thing. No, oh, my God, this game's already over. No panic button pressed. Just sitting there thinking to myself, they got this. Mm. It's been a long time. In fact, if my memory serves me correctly, it's been since 2004, since I felt like that, watching this team. Don't worry, we got this. And as of right now, you can't tell me, with the best record in football, that there is any one of those other 31 teams in the league that this team can't go toe-to-toe, blow-to-blow with, and fucking win. 
Am I right, Mike? Fucking right, brother. What's going on, y'all? You can hit us up on Twitter at Fourth and John, Instagram Fourth and John, and at Fourth and John Instagram. Y'all leaving me speechless still. I'm still trying to get my voice back. I was at the game too last night, and it was a rough ride home. And I had to go work for a couple hours, and then I got home like around eight in the morning. But either way, though, this team, there's something special going on with this team, guys. Yes, very special. I'm not saying S word. I am not saying the S word. P word, playoffs. At this point, Hell you got to yeah. start thinking about it. Hell yeah. Division, that's almost a lock at this point. Sky's the limit for this team. Go, really go, going down the schedule again, you just beat Washington on Monday Night Football. You have a winless team against, uh, against the San Francisco 49ers coming into our house. To try to, to try, it's almost laughable. To try to beat us, then you have a Denver team that just got blown out by the uh, shut out by the Chargers. By the Chargers, who they laughed at. Who, who yeah, who they laughed at. Who we already beat in their house. Then you got your bye week. Ooh, and there goes Dallas. Ooh, I got that one. I've had that one circled, underlined, highlighted on my fucking schedule. I can't wait for that game. <laughs> Dallas. Then Chicago, Seattle, Rams. Giants, Oakland, Dallas. There's going to be some tough games coming up, especially those last five or six games. We're going to lose some. Boys and girls, we're going to lose some of those games. But at this point, you can't look up. We talked about it last week. You can't look up and down that schedule and pencil in an L anywhere. In fact, what those other teams are doing right now and what those other fan bases are doing right now are seeing Philadelphia on the schedule and they're penciling L's. Evan Bubblegum here, working the soundboard. We're, we're in the very sexy Jason Kelsey yes, yes. jersey. Underrepresented jersey. in the city. Y- yes, absolutely. How you feeling, baby? Dude, I could not be happier right now. Uh, I'm going kind of the opposite direction to Mike right now. Where, where he's thinking P and SB, I'm literally just slowing this season down and just enjoying each week as, as it comes. This is unbelievable. The energy of the team this year is, is different. You, you can agree with that, right? Like, the energy of this team is different than we've dealt with since the mid-2000 team. And Carson Wentz, no one can argue the fact that we are watching a generational player who is 24 years old, mind you, just blossom before our eyes. And, like, we're on the ground floor right now, man. Like, he is going to do so much. He's a, high, he's a human highlight reel, and each week it's just so exciting to watch him. And we're blessed to have uh, Tyler Edgerton, who's doing God's work on fourthandjohn.com. Um, how are you feeling after uh, Man, I'm feeling evening? great. Everything that E-Rock says, preach, man, preach. And the one thing I love about this team is, you know, I'm taking it week to week. It's not about the playoffs. It's not about the Super Bowl. Eventually it'll get there. But right now, to look at this team and go week to week and just have a great feeling. I talked to you guys earlier about the fact that Every third and long, you think they're going to get it because of Carson Wentz. Every time they're in the red zone, you think they're going to score. Every time there's a game like this where the target is now on their back because the entire league is chasing the Philadelphia Eagles, they come through. It's not a letdown game. They come through. They smash up the Redskins, and now we're 6-1. and one. Say it with your chest! <laughs> you got to love it. And you're seeing other players on this team step up. I mean, I just, I just wanted to go through the scoring plays once again. Because when you're scoring that amount of points, I mean, the Eagles right now, points per game offensively, are throwing up 28.4 points per game. All right, so let's look at it back. Jake Elliott nails a 50-yarder. This kid doesn't fucking miss. This kid is money. I know Jason Peters went down, 
but you know he's going to be in the back of his head saying, don't miss, yeah. don't miss, don't as miss. Soon, as soon as Piers goes down, guess who missed the kick? Yeah, well, listen, man. Uh, yeah, listen, okay, listen. okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wentz goes deep. Love that deep ball. Perfectly yeah. placed to Mac Hollins. Dude, and, and I don't know, if you go and rewatch that play, mm. he fucking burned it. He just floated 60, it in there, with the, fl- with the flick of the wrist. Uh-huh. With the fl- yeah. Oh, 62. Just... And it was the perfect time. Everybody has bashed, uh, you know, Carson Wentz on his deep ball, his deep ball accuracy and all that. Carson Wentz leads the league in touchdown passes right now. He's second in passing plays over 40 yards. How are you going to dog a guy's freaking— 17 touchdowns oh my to four God. interceptions. You know who's second on the list? Brady. Brady, 15. Mm-hmm. He's got two more touchdown passes right now than Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, 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 looking at the stats, I was saying that to myself. What? Jake Elliott, 50-yard field goal. Wentz to Hollins for 64 yards. Wentz to Ertz for four yards. Ertz is having that breakout season that everybody was begging for him to have. He's doing an amazing job. Wentz to Corey Clement. Oh, the undrafted Brilliant. running back. Brilliant throw. Who, by the way, doesn't have good hands. He doesn't have good hands. We don't know if he's going to make the team. <laughs> that, that entire play was all Carson Wentz. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I, you know, I, I, I watched the games live, so yeah. I'm not hearing the broadcasters and stuff like that. But didn't John Gruden reference that was like a North Dakota? Yeah, it was a play that uh, they ran at North Dakota, and he kind of basically implemented it into offense. So they're working things from Carson's path, past into this offense. So the primary read on that was Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. according to Carson Wentz's press conference. And then that out route, it was, out, it was a similar play they ran earlier in the game. Yeah. But on this play, Clement, he, and, you know, he ran the out route, but then he, he turned it into a wheel. You know, I, that's, that's good awareness for a rookie. That's, that's great awareness. And, th- and then to make that throw under that kind under of duress, duress. Uh, and for Corey Clement to make that catch – Dude, when he landed, he was like face planted. His freaking back legs curled up like a scorpion. It was freaking amazing that he even got those two, let alone making the catch, tapping those two feet in and face planting and still holding on to the ball. Then he had Wentz to Aguilar mm-hmm. for 10 yards. Another touchdown for Aguilar. Lappy tracker? Uh, yeah, I know. Jeff's been on my ass. Lappy tracker. Every time Aguilar does anything, I give it the. the the, the text goes off. The, the, the lappy tracker! <laughs> um, and then Jake Elliott again for 42 yards. So here you have got Jake Elliott. Wasn't even on the fucking team. Mac Hollins, mid-round pick. Ertz, finally having that breakout season. Clement, undrafted rookie free agent, making it happen. Aguilar, a guy who we were ready to give up on, is even going to make the squad making plays. Jake Elliott again. So you got guys. Making plays, dude. That are just feeding off of this confidence that Carson Wentz just exudes. You can't tell me with any other quarterback right now that this team's feeling themselves the way they're feeling it, and it's spreading like a freaking wonderful virus throughout the locker room. The Philadelphia Eagles did a wonderful job of putting up like post-game like interviews, and the, and the players, you can ju- they're glowing, and they keep talking about Wentz, back to Wentz. Whether it's on the field doing that kind of magic or off the field, Man. I might make another baby tonight just in the name of Carson. Absolutely. Yeah. I might make another baby tonight just in the name of Dutch Destroyer. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's a, that was an amazing piece. Mm-hmm. What were you going to – where you guys – No, I was going to say, yeah, I think Carson Wentz, I think you're seeing the, the cerebral part of Carson Wentz. Before it was like 
him growing into his NFL body, his arm, and he's you know young whippersnapper, gunslinger type. Now you're you're seeing him think out there. You're seeing him kill plays at the line of scrimmage. You're seeing him. Uh, you know, read defenses. The game is slowed down. For I him. mean, the the play that Aguilar scored on that that's he's changing the play on that. The one that Ertz scored on that he's changing the play on that. So, obviously, you like to see that development, and, and we're we're, be, we're we're blessed right now. So, well, for years, ever since Donovan McNabb was drafted and he was kind of on the decline, let's say around two thousand and seven, right? That NFC Championship mm-hmm. game. Yeah, we've been looking at these other teams across the league. And we've been seeing Aaron Rodgers come up and play well, Drew Brees, Drew Brees. you know these other these other young court uh, Russell. Why can't we get a Russell Wilson? Why can't we get a guy like that? Why can't we find a gem like that in a draft? We've been begging, <laughs> begging, begging for it. Why why can't we? He's here. The ginger Jesus has arrived. Yeah. He is here, and it is freaking. Amazing, and not only is he being compared to some of the biggest names in football and like past pros, some of the biggest legends in football, but they're taking individual the best pieces of each legend and saying, "Well, you know, he's actually got like uh, he's got he's actually got like Elway's or Elway's legs and Peyton's like uh, pre-snap uh, cerebral senses." Like he's taken all of the best parts and molding it into one super QB. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a Lego man. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. you do it's, it's, instead of build a bear, it's build a Wentz. But, but then, like you said, off the field, uh, that story with uh, yeah. dude Lucas and the Dutch destroyer, dude, really hit home with uh, Eagle fans across the, the country and in the, the world, man. That story the was whole so nation, deep. Yeah. I mean, you, you see everybody on Twitter changing their their avies to yep. the, to the Dutch destroyer bracelet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really kind of uh, and and we want to give you the website to get one of those Dutch destroyer bracelets. We got a lot of questions on: Are you going to make a T-shirt? Or are you going to start a gun, GoFundMe? All we're simply going to do is direct you to the family, direct you to his coaches, because mm-hmm. they already got all that stuff set up. So the best thing that we can do right now is just direct you there. So if you want to get one of those bracelets and kind of support the cause and rally around this brave young man and uh, you know his unfortunate struggle and, and, and support his family and his cause, livelikelucas.org, L-U-K-A-S, livelikelucas.org. Pick up one of those bracelets. You know what? If you buy one, tweet us at 4th and John. Every time you do with the bracelet on, we'll retweet it, put the link, so we can keep this thing going, yeah. man. Keep this kid's memory alive. I mean, that's exactly what Carson Wentz was doing. And uh, their family uh, is donating the money to charity. Yes. Um, and in the first day um, that the site went up, they made $25,000. Wow. So Eagle fans have definitely been supporting. Unbelievable. Um, but that's what this, this fan base does. Yeah, we get yeah. bad raps for other stuff, but this this fan base will back, stick man. behind your your back. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Whether it you know, whenever the the, the call goes out, I mean that uh, the Eagles fans always respond. Whether it was the Las Vegas thing and Piclo's, uh, you know, friend there, mm-hmm. you guys jumped up and supported that amazingly. Uh, whether it be this cause, I mean, Eagles fans are always going to help out. We're going to bring a very special guest on the phone. It's Mr. Matt Lombardo is here to join us. Matt, how are you doing today? What's going on, gentlemen? It's a uh, beautiful day in the Delaware Valley, that's for sure. It certainly is. Before we get into our Eagles talk, I have to give you a uh, a congratulations. Your Nittany uh, Lions are absolutely killing it right now, as Justin gives <laughs> me the thumbs up from behind the glass. Penn Man, th- th- dude, they are doing amazing. 
Yeah, and, and you know what, guys? The season really comes down to Saturday in the horseshoe against Ohio State. And last year, of course, it was the Ohio State game out in Happy Valley with Grant Haley returning the block punt for a touchdown. That kind of was the springboard for this program. They haven't lost since losing to Michigan State, 40, Michigan rather, 49-10 to 10 last year in the big house. And I think it's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm a little puzzled why Ohio State is a seven-point favorite because I don't think they've played a secondary quite like Penn State, but I don't know that they've faced an offense in their string of games against Maryland and Indiana and some of the other also-rans of college football. I don't know that they've faced a complete team like Penn State. So it should be a lot of fun on Saturday and uh, – Whatever happens, I think that it's going to come down to the wire in the Big Ten and really in this college football playoff because it's been a topsy-turvy year across college football with big teams getting knocked off almost every week. Now, I don't watch a lot of college football, but here's what I do know. We need the New York Giants to start winning some games and winning some games in a friggin' hurry because I don't want to see that running back of yours end up at, uh, you know wearing big blue over there. That would be an absolute nightmare. Now, we're all high in here. We are, we're all amped what? up. We're all talking about the win, right? But we had, we, there, there was a down moment in that game against Monday Night Football. Peters and Hicks go down. I know that uh, Coach Doug Peterson gave the bad news today. Tell me who steps up and replaces those gentlemen, and how does the team move forward without those two leaders on either side of the ball? Yeah, that, that, those two losses are going to be pretty monumental. They're going to be tested on both sides of the ball from here on out because I, th- I think the plan as of now, we'll start with Jason Peters, is how Pulavidi Vitae will step in there saying a left tackle, which if I'm the Eagles, I'm experimenting throughout the course of this week with Lane Johnson moving over to the left side. But I understand the philosophy of leaving Lane and Brandon Brooks, who's playing at a really high level, maybe even a Pro Bowl caliber level so far this year, leaving them together on the right side, and you put Vitae over there at the left. But I think what you're going to need to see, and it's going to have a trickle-down effect on the rest of this offense, you're going to need to keep Brent Selleck out there in 12 personnel, yeah. and you're going to need to leave him out there helping in pass protection and maybe even in run blocking with Vitae, because Lane Johnson has talked about this over the last couple of weeks, that it almost doesn't matter whether you're a right tackle or a left tackle, you're going to face the league's premier pass rushers. And defensive coordinator who saw it in Carolina when Vitae was at right tackle, coordinators are going to overload that side of the field. They're going to put exotic blitz packages that attack the left side of the field. And I don't think that Vitae has shown enough where you can feel comfortable leaving him out there on an island. So I think no. that if they leave him at left, you're going to have to keep Brent Selleck in there to help, maybe use the running backs to chip a little bit more in blitz pickup. But big picture, guys, I wouldn't rule out them going shopping for a veteran backup, maybe a Brendan Allen if they want to throw some money out there. He hasn't played a full season since 2011. But when he's healthy, he's a, a fairly reliable tackle. He's 32 years of age, so he can be a little bit of that mentor that Jason Peters was to find high. Uh, Orlando Franklin played under Jeff Stoutland at Miami. We know how much Stoutland loves bringing in guys that he's coached before, particularly in college. So those are two names to keep an eye on. And then when it comes to Jordan Hicks, I'd be really tempted to put Nigel Bradham in the middle and let Michael Kendricks do some freelancing on the outside, let him you know, work in and cover, assuming he's healthy. But if he's unable to go again because of that hamstring, it's going to be more Najee Good and more Joe Walker. And as we saw in the, the third quarter last night, really the second quarter before the Eagles made some adjustments, 
the Redskins and other offensive coordinators, they're going to attack the middle of the field. And, and that's how they drove down the field. That's how they got that touchdown with, I believe it was Robert Kelly on the receiving touchdown over the middle. Um, they went right after where Jordan Hicks was, and you saw how valuable he is to this defense. So, you know, these are two of your top 20 best players, most talented players on the roster that you're going to be without the rest of the year. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're in trouble, but they're going to have to figure this out. Yeah, and they're going to have to figure it out in a hurry. Thankfully, they've got the 49ers coming in. And, you know, I don't want to sleep on their defense there. I mean, they can get after the quarterback at times, but I think this is a good experiment to try to try to work some things out before you have that Denver game and you're really kind of facing some, some brutal pass rushers there. Now, Peters being at his age, I mean, he, he had an Achilles injury and then he was rehabbing it, tore it again. At this point in his age, having like torn both the MCL and the ACL, is it safe to say his Hall of Fame career is done, or is there a chance that we might see Jason Peters in the future again? Yeah, I I wrote about this on the site shortly after Doug Peterson broke the news officially that it was a torn ACL and MCL, but I think the Eagles need to start preparing for life without Jason Peters, and you look at Jason Peters and the adversity he's overcome over the last couple of years, but I think he was actually playing at a higher level this season than he was last year. I think he's graded out a little bit better uh, via pro football focus. So, you know, you just look at the losses the Eagles have had, and they've had to overcome when it comes to injuries. Peters goes down this week. Hicks goes down this week. You're already without Chris Maragos, a special teams captain and one of the more respected players in that room. Darren Sproles, arguably the heart and soul of that team in terms of the, the, the voice of being the leader within that team. He goes down with a torn ACL and a broken arm on the same play back in week three Brutal. against the Giants. Brutal. You're talking about the core of this team going down to significant injuries. So while it's going to have an impact on the field, I think there's also going to be a little bit of that leadership void in the locker room. But we're seeing Malcolm Jenkins emerge as, as a even more vocal presence in the absence of these guys. We're seeing, uh, you know, some young players, Carson Wentz, really accepting and uh, relishing in that role of being a franchise quarterback. And I think Zach Ertz is quietly becoming a leader in that room as well. So while these guys are all going to have impacts in terms of, you know, their, their production being lost, that locker room presence, that chemistry is going to hurt as well. But as far as Jason Peters goes, first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. And if this is how it ends, particularly in a season like this where it looks like the Eagles could be on the verge of doing something truly special. You hate to see it end like this if this is the end. Now, Matt, uh, this is Gail. Uh, what do you think about uh, you know Dylan Gordon, them bringing, them, bringing him up? I know he uh, during the OTAs he uh, stepped in for uh, Jason Peters. Do you think they're going to work him in there and get him some snaps? Yeah, you know, I, I think that if they don't go, I think one of two things happens. Either they're going to go out and they're going to bring in a veteran off the street uh, and, and have him take Jason Peters' spot on the 53-man roster, which uh, let's be real about this. If you're a street-free agent heading into week eight in October, kind of goes to show you what the market was for your services all summer long. You're talking about guys that probably got cut in the final round of 53 and couldn't even latch onto a practice squad or didn't have practice squad eligibility. So I think it's almost more likely that, as you said, they, they promote Dylan Gordon from the practice squad. I know they liked him back in camp, and there's a reason that they kept him the last two years uh, on the, the practice squad and kept him in the building. 
you think back to, to this summer, they even brought him in in some jumbo packages down near the goal line in practice and threw him the football as a tackle eligible. So if they do bring up Gordon, he's familiar with the system. He has been you know, in meetings every day on the practice field every week. So if they don't go shopping and they just want to promote from within, I think Gordon might actually be uh, someone who could, if, he's, if Vitae struggles, could push him for that starting job. Now, in the beginning of the show, we were all amped up. We're talking about, we're no longer talking about, uh, you know, saying that this team is going to surprise people like we were earlier in the season. We're no longer saying that the NFC East is on notice. All you have to do is take a look at the standings, not only for this division, not only for this conference, but the entire NFL as well. Here's the question that I have for you. How far can this team actually go in your opinion because we're we're, right now as a fan base we want to say it we don't want to say it we want to say playoffs we don't want to say playoffs we want to say a little further down the line we don't want to say in your opinion Matt Lombardo how far can this team actually take it yeah I I look at this and the last three weeks I've mapped out the playoff scenario for every team in the NFC Nice. Mapped out the road to the postseason, how many conference opponents every team has left. Uh, I believe the Eagles have eight conference opponents left on the schedule, and the combined record is 14 and 18. That's the lowest winning percentage of any of the top six seeds in the postseason race today. And and I think that this team is going to take on a different look. Don't get me wrong, without Jordan Hicks and without Jason Peters, they still have to show you over the next three weeks against a tune-up game type of situation against San Francisco. Uh, The Denver Broncos, who have had quarterback issues left and right with Trevor Simeon looking like, you know, he might not even deserve to play above Paxton Lynch of all people, but a very dominant defense that could give Vitae or Dylan Gordon or whoever there is fits. And then you go to Dallas after the bye, which – that's a game I think you're going to have to win. And if you win that game, you're in the driver's seat both in the NFC and the NFC East. I think that anything short of winning the division and a first-round buy in the playoffs, I think at this stage that's a disappointment. And I have a feeling. I, I just look at this team. I look at their roadmap for the postseason. I look at the, the you know issues that other teams around the league are having. The fact that you already have three conference wins, three division wins rather, five conference wins undefeated in the conference. I don't know who knocks this team off in terms of unseating them from that number one spot in the NFC. So I think there's a really good chance you're going to see the road to Minnesota go through Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, dude, dude, I've got got goosebumps right now, Matt. I've got goosebumps. So do you see this team, before we let you go, you see the – I do. You know that. That's what I do. Oh, <laughs> saying it with your chest. Saying it with your chest. I, I love it. So you see this team going eight and one before the bye hits, right? I do. Unless, again, listen. Unless you you have Von Miller come in here and he just gets four sacks and forces Carson Wentz into some mistakes and really rattles them. But I, I've tweeted about this all day. I've written about it, talked about it on our our show last night after the game. I just look at Carson Wentz, and it, it's really jarring. I'm kind of taken aback by how quickly he has just improved and developed in almost every facet of his game. And I think that when you have a quarterback playing at the level that Carson Wentz is playing at right now, and you're seeing guys like Corey Clement, an undrafted rookie free agent, making one of the greatest catches you're going to see in Monday Night Football history the other night, 
you know, you look at Matt Collins breaking open deep. You look at Zach Ertz, the number one tight end in all receiving categories. The Eagles' leading receiver, Nelson Aguilar, having a career renaissance in the slot. Derek Barnett, two sacks. The defense that was holding the Redskins for four for 12 on third down. I just don't see many teams playing this complete a brand of football. And I think that there's a, there, unless something disastrous happens, I think that I they're it. legitimately going to be 8 and 1 going into that bye week. Absolutely. Surprise, Matt Lombardi. motherfucker. No, he had to drop that on Lombardo. Matt Lombardo, you can follow him on Twitter. What's your at, bro? It's uh, at Matt Lombardo PHL. And, and definitely on NJ.com. Check out all his stuff. Good quality content. Listen, man, we appreciate you calling in. Check him out on the No Huddle Show as well. We appreciate you calling in, Matt. And before we let you go, one more thing. We are... Penn State. Goddamn right. Uh, Goddamn right. Thank you, sir. Thank Appreciate you, brother. It. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to keep it rolling right, with cool. the phone. You too. We're going to keep it rolling with the phone calls. We're going to go to Seattle. What's up, my man? Harmon. Harmon. I'm sorry. Get some I, can't, glasses, dude, brother. I can't read the board. It gets worse and worse. Harmon from Seattle. How you doing, baby? I, how you guys doing, man? How you doing? How you doing, my man? Good, man. Hey, I live in Seattle, but. I just want to. I just got a message for all my Eagle Nation, all my Eagle fans. You know, this is a ride. This is this is the wave that we. I don't care. I know everybody's got fine. You know, financial problems. They got priorities, but do not miss a game this season. Like I don't care what kind of work you do, work around it. Like because because I'm talking from experience. Like cause I'm I, I own a trucking company, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll be on the road here and there. Like last, last this last night. I was in Fresno, California. Right. I pulled over, parked my truck, got an Uber, watched the whole game. So oh, I, nice. This is this is a ride. These don't happen. Eagles, come on, let's 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 ride this out. This this team is unbelievable this year. Absolutely. Let me get a, let me get an Eagles cheer, buddy. E A G L E S Eagles. Absolutely, and and Eagles are now must watch TV. Mm, I'm quitting the my e- job. Smoke weed every day. Wrong drop. That wasn't me. That was, oh, that was you? <laughs> yo, yo, I, I looked over at Evan. I was like, bro, really right now? He's talking about Seattle. Dude, the Eagles are must-watch TV yeah. now. I mean, we've seen for years Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Those were games that you didn't want to miss, that no matter what fan of whatever team that you were, you had to dial in and watch that. You had to see those people play. The Philadelphia Eagles are that team right now. And they are on to something special. It is so fucking reminiscent of, of like, early Andy and Donovan. Mm-hmm. You get this quarter, this no-name quarterback coach from Green Bay. He drafts a, drafts a quarterback, second overall, makes that light-year jump his sophomore year. All of a sudden, he's taking over the league. He's a dynamic player. He's making plays in the pocket. He's making plays out of the pocket. Donovan McNabb was much wa- must watch TV. Meanwhile, you had this get after the quarterback, Ooh. nasty as fuck defense. It's like it's all playing itself out again. It is it is unbelievable. You have got to stop whatever you're doing and watch these games. Get down to a game. Get down to a tailgate. Cuz if it does happen, I promise you you are going to be kicking yourself in the yeah. ass if you miss a second of what's going on right now. We are going to go to the totally real Merrill Reese. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. So, uh, so, so Merrill, how you feeling uh, after uh, after the victory last night? Well, fourth and John, 
just like a Jake Elliott field goal, I feel good. Absolutely, dude. You must have been going nuts, shaking my quick next to you. The, the vibe in the stadium early on, man, we were giving those refs some hell. We were booing those refs. But they found a way to make the adjustments in the second half and pull out that win. You must have been going crazy. Well, we were going a little nuts up in the press booth, Eric, but it was a, <laughs> it was, it was a good time for sure because the Philadelphia Eagles, not only do they lead the NFC East, not only do they lead the NFC, yes, but your Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> lead the entire National Football League. Merrill, it sounds so much better when you say, you got to come in and start doing these intros, bro. You got to come in and start doing these intros. Wentz, when he popped out, I, I still, like, I saw it in the stands. I, I, I said, what the hell is going on? I see him squirt out of this little, you know, scrum right at the line of scrimmage. And I watched the replay. I'm still confused as to how exactly. Where did he come he, from? Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he come from? <laughs> last night. Where did he come from? It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my many years covering your Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> this, this guy, this guy is pretty good. Hey, Mel, before we let you go, man, let me get, let me get a Mel Reese Eagles chain. Hmm. A Mario Reese Eagles fan. And after that, I'm actually going to give a prediction oh, for yeah, the 49ers for game, Absolutely. if you don't mind. But first, the Eagles fan is a E A G L E S Eagles. And your now, prediction, my sir. prediction for the San Francisco 49ers coming to Lincoln Financial Field this Sunday is it's going to be too fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> too fucking easy. Too fucking easy. Too Thank fucking you for the easy. Have a wonderful night. You you have yourself a wonderful what night. A game. What a <laughs> game! What a game! Unbelievable! Oh, that was fantastic! That was, great. that was fantastic! We're gonna go to, to dude. I, <laughs> I think that was Brennan. It was Brennan. It wasn't Brennan. It was I was Brennan. gonna say. He, said, it was he told us the other day he was gonna call in. That was fantastic. He's gonna get an Oscar. Yeah, he's got to do that again. He's well, good. you know, he's an actor. I know. He's a thespian, so he knows how to get, he knows how to get in <laughs> character. What we got here? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to Mike from Hazleton. Mike, I don't know if you're as tired as all of us are, but I couldn't go to bed until like 3 o'clock in the morning because mm. I was still all amped up from that game. How are you feeling after this big win against a divisional opponent, buddy? I'm feeling amazing, and I need to bring attention to three players that are going beyond, above and beyond besides Carson Wentz. But first got to ask, how the hell am I going to top what just came before me? What's that? I have no idea. Time to try, brother. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too fucking right. easy! Yeah, you, 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 you gotta pull out the I'm, big guns. Well, let me make this clear. The only reason I'm excluding Carson Wentz from this is because once you say, how did he do that 50 times out, out of seven games, you tend to expect everything. You know? Anyway. Number <laughs> one is actually going to be the easiest one to bring out. Brandon Graham. What? Um... Yeah? I can, what can I say? He's been amazing. Okay. He's made up for the loss of six, especially in the last game. Uh-huh. And he did, force, he did force that interception yesterday. So as long as he stays doing what he's doing, I'm happy. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Number two. All right. Number two, I'm, uh, E-Rock, you're going to lose this bet. It's Nelson Aguilar. Ooh. Oh, you think I'm going to lose this bet? Oh, the Lapisaka. The uh, I know okay. Jeff's listening. Wait. He's going to call in and, and give me an update on the Lappy Tracker. But go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Okay. First of all, I wish I had Nelson Aguilar's willpower. And I got to tell you, after two seasons of being, well, well he sucked. Um, he, he didn't give up. I would be down on myself. He didn't give up. And look what he's doing now. 
Like, I love this guy. No. Maybe 13. He wasn't ready. Maybe 13. Maybe 13 is his lucky number. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Number three, this might be where I get some disagreements. Matt Collins. Could be. And I understand he's a rookie. It's it's only his first. He got his first touchdown last night, and I get it. But he's kind of proving himself as a deep threat. You saw it in the preseason when he played. You saw it last night against Washington. Two or three years, or even even next year, he could be a starter, especially if we get rid of Torrey Smith. Absolutely. Dude, give me a prediction on the San Francisco 49ers game. Oh, God, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, What can I say about them? They're 0-7. They suck. Um, but I'm not going to look past him because, you know, week by week, i got to do this. Um, so you're going to see this on my prediction Twitter, too. My prediction for this week, I'm saying Eagles 31, Niners 14. Yes! All right, thanks for calling in, buddy. Too fucking easy! <laughs> we, we appreciate it. I feel like I need a break. Y'all need to compose yourself. Oh my god! Wait, I mean, he did make a valid point oh, about uh, about, <laughs> about uh about Matt Collins. Oh my god! I seen a nice little tweet from Rube. Rube. These guys need some milk in this motherfucker. <laughs> We're a straight up boy gang at this point. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go. Hold it back in. Let's go to Rob. Let's go to Rob. Let's try, let's try another. Set us straight, Rob. Set us straight, Rob. Come on, you're on fourth and John. Give us something, buddy. Yo, what's up, yo? That shit was too fucking easy. Yes, it was. Sorry. Yeah. What'd you think about that game, baby? Oh my God, that was. Fucking amazing. Best Eagles team I've seen in fucking long fucking time. Fucking Wentz fucking... could be an MVP candidate, and he's doing it with all these injuries, which, you know, even without Peters in the long run and without Jordan Hicks in the long run, I mean, yeah. that's definitely going to hurt us moving forward. But I'm just taking it one game at a time, and even looking, you know, at the next two games, I'm looking at the 49ers who are 0 7. They're horrible. They're trash. They. Fucking two and fourteen at best again, and I'm looking uh, at the Broncos uh, game, and I'm looking ahead. I'm looking uh, at that at home, and yeah, there's noise in the background. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all right, I hear I, it. Though. I hear it. Yeah, give, give me give me a prediction on the game, buddy. But uh, Eagles 58, 49ers nothing. You say fifty eight? You fight five eight? Five eight. Jordan Hicks. Yes, I did. Rob, <laughs> Rob is drinking again. Rob is drinking. Try, try, try not to. Man. I, I, I love it, man. Hey, listen, whatever you're drinking, whatever sauce you're on right now, try not to puke it up. Hey, I'm bit, tired like, just like you guys are from watching that shit yeah, last night and having work in the morning. You got it. You got it. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Hey, before we, uh, before we keep rolling on the phone calls, <laughs> which have been a load of fun today. <laughs> <laughs> they've been, a, they've been, a, we've been enjoying them. <laughs> the, the Twitter damn straight is enjoying it too. Oh my, oh god. my god! Hey, listen, we're taking this shit show on the road next week. All right, we're not going to be broadcasting from here from New Media Studios on a Tuesday. Nay, we are bringing the carnival to the people. We're basically throwing a mobile tailgate. We will be at the what is it? The Green Turtle. The Green Turtle, the address is 1100 Bethlehem Pike, North Wales. Again, that is Monday, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. If you go between, if you go to the Green Turtle between today 
and the 5th of next month and just say 4th and John to the people, all right, to the servers, they will give you a free appetizer. I don't know. Jager bombs. <laughs> no Jager bombs. No. I don't know how, I don't know how Justin uh, pulled that off right there, but if you just go up Roll up to the freaking Green Turtle and just say, hey, I'm with 4th and John. Like, we don't even need to be there. You just get a free app. Or the code word could be too fucking easy. How about that? Too fucking easy. You know what? But if you say it to a female server, they'll be like, hey, too fucking easy. They'll be like, get the fuck out of here. You get thrown out by security. (laughs) I love it. All right. Let's go go to Mike. Mike Jones. Mike Jones, son from Salt Lake City. How you feeling, my man? I'm feeling good but uneasy at the same time. Hicks and fucking Peters going down hurts. Yeah, but yeah, next yeah. man up. And that's the beautiful um, thing about this team is 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 not only the injuries like you forget like Darren Sproles was injured. Hmm. Corey Clement steps up. You and know Barner. And, and, and Barner and stuff like that. So every game we're seeing, injury or not, we're seeing unsung heroes of this team feed off of the confidence and the energy of Carson Wentz and 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 perform. So I I, I feel I feel you on that. But I gotta I gotta have a I gotta have a vibe like, look, this team is gonna band together. They're gonna rally around, right? They're gonna pull a little dick for a meal, put a little tear in their eye, and say they're gonna rally behind their guys <laughs> and get the job done, right? I believe so. I mean, I just don't have the most confidence in Big V because of what he's showed me thus far. But, you know, I just got to keep plugging away and believing in him. Hopefully he performs better on the left side than he has on the right. Yeah. Did you have Did you have a doubt? Because there was a lot of, like, it was weird in the stadium that first half, right? Because you, you feel the energy of the crowd. Keep in mind, like, when we're in the stadium, we're not listening to the commentators. We're just watching. We're kind of feeding off the whole, there's, you know, 80,000 people in there. So you kind of feeling the, the, the energy and the electricity and, the, and, and what people are saying and the vibe and everything. I had the feeling in there that in that first half, even though the Eagles didn't look good, even though it was a sloppy first half, even though they were backed up to a first and 33, like on the opening drive and basically had their heels on their own end zone, like there was still a feeling like, don't worry, yeah. we got this. Did you feel the same way, my man? Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, the refs made me feel uneasy because I thought they were going to start that Pete Morelli bullshit again. <laughs> but it they 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 played a, a a decent game, better than the Panthers game. And one more thing. Yeah, man. Were you guys concerned that Carson Wentz was the leading rusher last night, or was that just me? No, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think he was he was taking his shots, uh, and I've been saying it like all all week uh, for weeks now. The zone read is there for Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And he's putting these defenses on notice. So obviously, week to week, defensive coordinators have to re- coordinators have to realize that Carson can, can scramble, mm-hmm. and get out of the pocket, or he can just bust through a a defensive front by himself mm-hmm. and put the team on his back. Like we have had a lot of Carson Wentz coming out moments, you know, every game? coming out party every game. I feel like for the first time, he really kind of showed what he can do. With his legs. Yeah. Like, yes, he was the leading rusher in that game. Uh, he, he had eight uh, eight rushes for 31 yards along of tw- uh, uh, 21. Yeah. I mean, so, the plays were there, too. It's not yeah. like he was, like... But he made it happen. Right. Like, it's one of those things, like, you see him and, and everybody talks about the touch on the ball, eyes down the field, extending the play, moving around in the pocket. All of a sudden, now you... you the, the, the defensive coordinators have got to look at this kid and realize... There is an added layer to his game where all of a sudden, holy shit, 
It doesn't matter if it's third down, which, by the way, they still lead the league in, in third down completion percentage mm-hmm. at 50%. This guy is going to escape the pocket, and he is going to make plays with his legs. Mm-hmm. It's he amazing. Could, he could bust off for 10, 11 yards any given down. I mean, even the defenses even see it coming, and th- there's nothing you can do to stop it. You space out the wide receivers all the way down the field, he's got room to run. He can, he can get 10, 11 yards, no problem. Yeah, every every third down. When he escapes that pocket, it's like first down. You just know. Mm-hmm. You just know, first down. Even with the quarterback sneaks. He did, yeah. one, and, he did one last night. And yeah. he's willing to dive forward. There's there's none of that uh, slide into second bullshit. And he does it athletically. He does. He he's does. Not, he's not Eli he, Manning slide. No, no, no. Uh, but he maneuvers and knows how to get down to the ground and get as yeah. many yards as possible. He's an athlete. Yep. I, I couldn't help but think on that. On that and that is going to be a signature. Remember when Donovan McNabb, all right, down in like Washington – I forget whether it was like Hall or something. He fucking gave him the old, yeah. the old juke the shimmy. Yeah, the, the shimmy and the shake, and totally juke that guy out of his shoes. Redskins game. The Redskins game. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. That Carson Wentz's play last night was was that game. It was reminiscent of that. Reminiscent of that. that. People will remember that for the rest of his career, just like they remember that Donovan McNabb play. Oddly enough, against the Redskins. Yeah, or that Giants play where he faked out and the whole team went right, and then he just dipped out and made that. Play and ran across the field. I mean, I feel like Carson's got a lot of those he's flashing. moves. Like he, I mean, last year he was flashing. Now he's like putting the balls on the table. Like, yo, I'm here. It's like creating a my player in Madden. I was just gonna say it's like creating a my player in Madden. You were talking about how you combine Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers scramble ability. It's like you go into Madden to create a Carson Wentz. You know, like, <laughs> like what? And to your point, yeah, showing flashes all last season, and now it's coming into fruition. And uh, to what you were saying, Iraq, like against the blitz, that's the best thing Carolina could have done. They blitzed him. The Redskins tried to do it, and he's what seven for ten, ten for thirteen at the end of the game he's against the blitz. Killer against he's, the he's, blitz. He's already got more touchdowns than he had all of last season. Like, yeah, like what, what? How many touchdowns do you think he's going to end with right now? He's got seventeen right now. What, 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 like beginning of the season, didn't we predict? We had the ball predictions. Yeah. I, I think I was on like 35. thirty-one touchdowns. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I was thirty-four. Justin, give me the thumbs up, thumbs down. Are, the, are those predictions still signed, up, sealed up, and like in the uh, in the closet? Seal them in the vault. Seal them in the vault. That's going to be so interesting to take a look back on at the end of the I season. I know one of my see. ball predictions is gone though after. What happened? Don't say it, don't say it, but right now, oh, jeez. Look yep. who's all, oh, you knew it was coming. Yeah, You knew it was coming. Classic Jeff, how are you, my friend? What's up, Philadelphia? <laughs> not bad, not, not bad. Not quite as good as you, E. Not bad. Yeah, not quite as good, but look, hey. Are we excited today, guys? And Can I just throw a little shade at Mike Jones, the former jobber wrestler who was excited on that phone call? Come on, guys. We're six to one. Let's get some enthusiasm in here. Absolutely. We'll tell us. Oh, he needs some milk. <laughs> we'll talk to the people, my man. You were the guy to do it. All right, here we go. The numbers right now, as they stand, over the season, if Nelson Aguilar continues his pace, oh, he's holding at 366 and five touchdowns, which would come out to 836 yards and 11 and a half touchdowns. You can't get a half. But one thing we never talked about, Hmm. one thing we never talked about, do we count it if the team gets to the P and there's P statistics? No, no, absolutely not. This is regular regular season only. You can't count playoffs. Regular season only. Regular season only. Hey, hey. 
No, you, I'm just asking. No, 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 no. Throw it out there. No, you. I, I didn't mean to jump all over you. Mike was shaking his head, trying you to. Should. Nah, Mike was Come shaking on. his head. He almost went berserk and was like, "Absolutely, you should can." No playoff. Yeah, no, we get lappies. That's what we get. Good day, ma'am. So, so right now, okay. So, so you spit it out, and then it, it's eleven touchdowns. You get like sixty yards for that touchdown, not the, the extra touchdown, right? Now, if he keeps the pace up, right? Six, yeah, sixty Just would one. put it at eight ninety six. So I still need, I still need that one game where he drops one hundred and fifty. And I thought it was going to be that Carolina game, and we all saw that third down play where Wentz was keyed in on Earth. To start the play, we saw he had the incompletion. But if he just looks to his left and he saw Ag- or to his right, excuse me, and he looks at Aguilar there, Aguilar's still running for that huge touchdown, and that would have been the breakout game that I needed to get me on track. Well, you know what? You might have the breakout game this game against the 49ers because right now the 49ers have the 25th ranked passing defense. They're giving up 259 yards per game. They're also 30th. In points per game defensively, they're hey. giving up 26.6 <laughs> points per game. I mean, listen, we can talk trap game all we want to. I, I, I just I can't no. say it. Jesus I Christ, I can't, I, I, I can't see it at all. Listen, they gave the 49ers fits. That's okay. And uh, the Cowboys dropped 40 on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and look and look at what Zeke Elliott did. I mean, you want to you want to talk. This should be when we when we watch this game. This should be the easiest game plan ever, right? You just lost your starting left tackle. Run the fucking ball. Zeke went off for 147 yards and two touchdowns, mm-hmm. 72 yards receiving and a touchdown. Just take those running backs and pound the rock. Make it an easy game. Just melt the clock. Protect your quarterback. Don't ask him to do too much against the 40 fucking Niners. Mm-hmm. Just run the rock. The Eagles could literally come out this week and suck and still beat the 49ers. They're favored by 13 points. And to your point, LeGarrette Blunt, he needs to – sorry, we're having Mike Kisush. Um, LeGarrette Blunt got four touches through, the th- through two and a half quarters. His fourth touch came with six minutes left in the third quarter. The Eagles could go out there, be awful for three quarters, and still pull off this game. They're favored by 13. I'm expecting a big win. What about you guys? 13 points. Yeah, I, I don't see how they don't roll in this game. Like, uh, everything is just pointing that way. The Eagles are too hot right now. The momentum is too strong. Carson Wentz, there's no way that the, the 49ers secondary is going to be able to put out the fire he's set right now. I mean, they're, they're facing a complete team. This ain't no bitch-ass team. <laughs> this is a legit, complete team that plays three sides of the ball. And they're coming into a buzzsaw at Lincoln Financial Field. This this is not the fifty three basic bitches that we were talking about <laughs> no. on la- on 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 this podcast last year. Let's keep the phone calls rolling. I don't want to leave him too long because he's calling all the way from Vancouver. It's Harmon, baby. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. What's up, man? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm dude. I am excited and absolutely exhausted at the same time. I'm just <laughs> I'm just. So euphorically, mentally, is that even a thing? Like, you can be, like, so happy you're, like, exhausted. <laughs> Stay don't you start, off the don't weed. You, don't don't you start fucking wanting me. I will take that soundboard from you, so help me God. So how you feeling, my man? I'm feeling good, but, like, just that, you know, the odd little bit of nervousness, yeah, because we took two big, huge, big, big, huge hits yesterday. But, like you were saying, when Sproles went down, players stepped up. Um, I... Big V, I'm not super worried about uh, because I think he's learned from his past mistakes. I mean, he did step up against in Carolina. I think he stepped up decent yesterday. Uh, and, you know, Jason Peters, I believe, I don't know if you guys heard yesterday, but as he was being carted off, he was giving advice 
to the O-line coach to give the big V. Like, he's going to be there. He's not leaving the field. He's not leaving the team. He's still there. Nice. So he's gonna be he's gonna help out. That'll be good, and yeah, that'll be good for Big V because you know he might he might get that anxiety. You know we'll see what happens, but I think he'll be fine. The Hicks thing, honestly, and another thing is I was kind of disappointed that he did go out, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, hey, injuries happen. But yep. he hasn't been there the whole year either, so it's not like he's been making crazy plays all, every single game. He has been out for a few games this year, as as you know, he hasn't played like he was playing last year. Mm-hmm. So this this gives a chance for guys like Bradham. And even actually more, really, is Kendrick to show what he's really worth. Like, does he really want to be here and, you know, step up? Like, because he has so far this year. And I'm excited to see him step up even more, uh, especially now that Hicks is out. I don't know who Hicks' replacement will be, but, I mean, he's got some big shoes to fill because, you know, and especially against Dallas, you know, we love to call Hicks the cowboy killer. That's one of the games I want to make a statement at, especially. I'm yeah. not too worried about, obviously, San Fran. I'm not really worried about Denver, but I think the biggest statement game we got to make is in Dallas. On, on on the Sunday night football. And then also one more thing, dude, I was gonna yep. say is uh I'm still baffled about what Tory Smith's role is here. Um yeah, I've been saying for a know, while yeah, now yeah, yeah. guys like Mac Holland need to be in the on the field way more. He proved it with his yep. fucking long ass touchdown, right? Yep. And that gives practice to guys like Carson Wentz who want to throw the long one. Mac Hollins will catch it. I still am not really seeing what the point of Tory Smith is here. Um I just kind of, you know, I mean, he's a good, great guy, probably a great guy in the locker room, but I don't know. You need to give the newer guys a step up because he's been in the league forever now. You know, he's probably going to retire soon enough. You never know. But I want I want to see guys like Mac Hollins on the field. You're That's absolutely my biggest right. Thing now Appreciate that. you calling in, buddy. Now, uh, Ruben Frank put out a, a great stat, um, you know, looking at it. We all talked about the seasoning of Mac Hollins, right? Sprinkle it in there. Sprinkle it in there. Uh, we saw that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, last night, actually. 62 snaps. Um, Mac Hollins has five first downs mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Dude, and he was burning it. Torrey Smith with a 302 snaps has five first downs and one touchdown. We might need to uh, get a heavy dose of yeah, listen, Mac we, Hollins. We, we need to see more Mac. But I was a big Smith believer going into the season. I thought he kind of like, listen – Joe Flacco's got that big, deep arm down in Baltimore. He had bum-ass quarterbacks out there and at, with the 49ers and trying to run that Chip Kelly bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. So I was a, I was actually a, like a big believer in, in Torrey Smith coming here. I don't know what he was – did he lose it in the lights in that game or did he just give up on the – like, what the fuck I, I happened? Because he had his, he he had his guy beat. He might have lost it in the lights. Or he might have not turned at the correct time. But I, I think – Torrey Smith does provide an, an element of speed to this offense, and at the, at the end of the day, you know teams have to defend the whole field when he's stretching the defense. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I mean that's a that's a big deal. Like if cornerbacks don't believe you can beat them deep, mm-hmm. they're that, that just, they inch them. up closer. It affects everything. It yeah. affects the space. But uh, I think uh, going back to what the previous caller was just talking about, though, uh, talking about the depth at linebacker, there was a, a little sprinkling of someone I could really go with the rest of the season without seeing uh, Najee good la- uh, last night. Yeah. He, he was struggling a little bit. Was he Najee bad? <laughs> he was, he was yeah. Najee not so good, man. <laughs> Najee not so good. Uh, we want to go to – let's go to John from Horsham real quick because he came to the tailgate. We just want him to tell the people uh, how crazy that tailgate was, my friend. Go for it. Oh, man, that tailgate was awesome. Uh, how you doing, everybody? Gail, Mike, E, you guys What's are up, fucking amazing. I Still love feeling you guys. it, brother. Uh, brother I, man. I've been following – and I said it probably, you know, six or seven times now. I've been following E Rock 
uh, since the YouTube days. But uh, Appreciate it, I got baptized yesterday. Um, <laughs> it was great. Just getting to be on the news with everybody. That was it was just great. Um, one thing I did want to touch on, um, aside from the tailgate, just the energy in the stadium. Um, that was actually my first Monday night football game ever in person. So nice. um, totally different atmosphere than normal. But uh, uh, one thing I took away, uh, just aside from the game itself, was just everybody chanting Jason Peters, bah, 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 like when he was going off. It was uh, it was so surreal. Yeah. And you never want to see a guy go down like that, but it, it was incredible. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people in the stands all had the same thought when they saw him go down, and that was that they could have potentially been at Jason Peters' last game. I mean, you saw the replay of that. Yeah. His knee just its not supposed to bend that way. I'm glad I didn't catch the replay. No, uh, absolutely. No, I, I saw it again this morning, and I had the same exact uh, reaction. And uh, going back to whatever you were talking about, Big V, getting a pep talk beforehand, like just stay cool, stay composed. Um, I, I almost kind of view it like how the fans were with Nelson Aguilar. Like just, you know, don't get on him too much. He's got to learn. Uh, he's. I, I think he'll be better on the left side. Um than he would be on the right side. But that said, he's just got to step up and keep cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, we appreciate you stopping by the tailgate. It was a ton of fun. Normally, Monday night football tailgates or Thursday night football tailgates are a little weird, right? Because, like, you get there, like, like I get there two hours before the gates even open. We set stuff up. We're fighting with the Wells Fargo employees just to kind of push them out of their work parking spot so we can set up our shit. And then, uh, but, but a ton of people showed up. Dude, the like... Lee had a great post on Facebook about last year, like the the Fourth and John tailgates were just a bunch of buddies kind of hanging out. They were kind of kind of small, kind of low key, kind of me- mellow. Freaking last night, we had six ABC News there. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Channel Three there. Yep. Freaking Randy, Randy Moss, Ra- and, and Charles, Charles Woodson. Woodson show up to the freaking tailgate. What? Like like it, like it's unbelievable. And if we have enough time. Because we got some more callers, we got some of the writers, and we definitely want to give them their their, uh, their time as well. If we have enough time, I want to tease a little something that Fourth and John did over the weekend. I don't want to spoil the surprise, but boy, I want to tease it. It's called a teaser. You might have seen some cryptic tweets from your boy Erock about something that was going on over the weekend. Big things are coming. Big things. Yeah, big things are coming. Big things coming. But the the first writer we want to put on is uh, is our boy Jacob from Kentucky. Jacob, how you doing, buddy? Jacob, how's it going, guys? How's it going, chilling man? How 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 you feeling after uh, last week's last night's big win? Um. It's so surreal. I mean, the Eagles haven't been this good in a long time. And I went through the Chip Kelly shit, and now we got Doug P. I need to tell everyone on Twitter, stop getting on Doug P. Because Eagles Twitter is completely different when the team isn't doing well. And whenever they're doing so great, I just got to give credit to the man that's actually, you know, put this team together. He's been playing. He's been doing so well in his game planning. It's just. It's incredible to watch. Now, I, I mean, a lot, a lot of people forget to give credit to Doug P. I mean, he's, he's done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. He's actually looked at himself in the mirror uh, <laughs> and has made some changes. But um, going into the 49ers, are you worried about any type of trap game? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> because if the Cowboys can beat them by 40, you know, 44 to 10, whatever the score was, 
uh, I'm completely confident that Carson Wentz can go and eat up that defense. Prediction on the game? Uh, he's been playing like an MVP. He's, he, he, to me, is the MVP of the season. Let me get, let me get a quick prediction of the game, uh, a score prediction. Uh, I mean, I, I, I expected big things out of uh, the Eagles this week, and they delivered, but you know how garbage time works. They ended up getting another touchdown. Um, I'm going to go with, let's say, 35-14. I'm not going to give it you know too much of a big blowout, but uh, I don't expect any Pretty field goals. Late. I expect touchdowns, and let's see what happens. <laughs> Lot of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for calling in, Jacob. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going with a blowout in this game. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not front. Not here. 58 nothing type not deal. Not 58, but I, <laughs> I see a 30, 30 burger. You see him rolling? 40 burger. Yeah, dude. I, I honestly see the defense just possibly posting a shutout this game. Okay. All right. All right. Well, now we got a, a Malcolm on hold. Uh, Malcolm Flex always has. Great breakdowns. Malcolm Peterson. What's going on, fellas? How's everything? Chilling, man. What's up? Uh, What's up, Malcolm? Definitely, doing, man? we're waiting for this breakdown from you, Malcolm Peterson. How are you going to attack the 49ers? Um, so, I would definitely say it starts with um, Dumerville uh, versus Lane Johnson. So, it's to be determined still, right, if Johnson goes from the right side or the left side. We'll see what happens. But... If he does square off against Dumerville, um, he is their leading sack person on the year with three and a half sacks. And at age 33, um, Dumerville is still pretty disruptive off the edge. So whoever does end up blocking Dumerville, whether it's um, Johnson or if it's Big V, um, it'll be imperative to stop Dumerville because that'll be the person that would keep Wentz from being able to have a clean pocket. And we all know when Wentz has a clean pocket, he just picks defenses apart. Um, next would be Ray Ray Armstrong, the 49ers linebacker versus the Eagles running back. So currently, Armstrong leads the 49ers with interceptions with two, tackles with 34, and he's tied for second on the defense with one forced fumble. Um, he's equally adept at slowing down the running game and the passing game. And even though Ray Ray is definitely less heralded than the other folks on the 49ers defense, um, it's a, it'll be imperative to put a body on him to be able to disrupt the middle of that D. And then last but definitely not least would be Jaquise Tart versus Zach Ertz. So the 49ers actually really use in a lot of creative ways, both as a nickel linebacker and also as a safety, um, really long ranging defender. He's about 6'2", 220, um, and he's really coming to his own this season. He's second on the team with one interception and also second on the team with 30 tackles. Um, certainly has the height, speed, and size to run with Zach Ertz, but isn't really known as a shutdown defender. And I mean, let's be real, literally nobody's stopping Zach Ertz once he's locked into him. So I'm not too worried about Tart, but I would say he is probably the one person that might be able to run with Ertz um, on Sunday. Well, the, the breakout year is upon us. Uh, I'm loving it now. Um, Absolutely. Malcolm Schwartz, how are we <laughs> going to shut down the, the lowly 49ers? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first things first, uh, C.J. Bathar, the rookie quarterback for the 49ers, um, he really struggled in his first start versus the Cowboys last week, but he's actually a pretty good quarterback, um, played relatively well at Iowa, and was really the one person that the 49ers keyed in on for the quarterback position in this draft. Um, he's certainly capable of operating the 49ers West Coast offense, has just enough of an arm to keep the defense honest. Um, he can run a little bit as well. 
the key with him is that you have to pressure him. Um, off front four really has to make him uneasy. He had two lost fumbles versus the Cowboys. So this is a situation where Brandon Graham, Curry, um, Long, guys like that can get to the quarterback, even maybe Barnett, and certainly swipe at that ball to try to force a couple turnovers. Um, underrated, man. Carlos Hyde versus Kendricks and Bradham. Hopefully Kendricks is able to go this week. But Hyde is actually the eighth leader rusher in the NFL with 428 yards and it's tied for fourth with four touchdowns. Um, he's really been re-implemented over the past two games as the starters for the 49ers, averaging 17 and a half touches per week. Um, really good receiver, underrated receiver with 27 receptions and 162 receiving yards this year, um, which already has tied his previous career highs. So really, Bradham and Kendrick will have their hands full with high. Um, the offense certainly goes through high, birth, both, like I said, on the ground and through the air. Um, if we stop Carlos High, we stop their team. And then last but not least would be Garcon versus Russell Douglas and Jalen Mills. Um, Garcon is the 49ers' sole playmaker at the wide receiver position. He's 10th in receiving yards with 483 yards, also tied for 7th in the NFL with 38 receptions, 15th in the league with 69 yards per game. Um, he's on pace for his second-best year of his career and also back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons as a receiver. Um, Garcon is a really crafty route runner. He's not somebody that's going to overpower you with strength. So that also is, you know, sort of a susceptible place for both Douglas and Mills. They're not the most technically sound. So it'll be imperative that they get their hands on them, disrupt the route, um, and then that also gives the front seven a chance to get to Brathard and Sackle. Malcolm Flex with another uh, sound, sound. Um, Complete breakdown. Breakdown. And now we have... Uh, Appreciate y'all, man. Now we're going to go with our girl, Kelly. Kelly, what's going what's up, on, guys? girl? What's going on, guys? How are you feeling after last night? Uh, Got to get off that first. I, honestly, you know, you guys uh, really do have me focus on the, the competition of the week. But I'm telling you, I've been slacking on it because I'm just enjoying last night. Yeah, like, live on That cloud was nine. a beautiful game. It was awesome. Like, um, my favorite part of Victory Tuesday of, of you know, of just soaking in what happened, um, outside of the fact that the entire country got to see what we see, the magic that is Carson Wentz, um, was the dead silence of the Redskins fans who've been talking trash for at least two weeks on us. And we just swept them, and I, I just think that's a beautiful thing right here. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. What going to this game with the 49ers, where I think all of us are expect, expecting us to get this W. But what is the key matchup that you're seeing with this game, though? I think that um, the main threat of this team is their pass rush, and the unfortunate scenario of us having. Um, you know, Peters go down last uh, yesterday, I guess it was, um, really does put a strain on our ability to protect Carson. And that's the only primary thing we need to care about in this game. We need to make sure he, um, you know, stays upright uh, and then we're, you know, all set to go. But they do have a ton of talent up there. They, just like the Eagles, have tons of uh First-round picks, uh, they make it a priority to uh, get to the quarterback. Um, so I'm not really, I'm not even really thinking about the 49ers' offense, to be honest with you. I think Hyde 
Uh, it's probably going to get uh, eliminated from being able to run the, the ball. He's been very effective against other teams, but you know the Eagles have dominated um, in the past in the in the rushing uh, game, taking out you know big r- running backs um, across the league since the beginning of the season. So, not really scared of Hyde at, at any point. Don't think that their O line is any more um, significant than maybe the Redskins were. I think they they were a decent O line. You know, our D line still was able to dominate. So, the main concern with this team is their pass rush, to answer your question. Awesome. Awesome. Give me a quick score prediction because we got to move on. I'm going to do 30 10. Eagles. Nice, love it, that's love it. Round All right, we've we've got a pretty interesting Twitter question segment coming up. I know Mike's uh, geared up for that, but before we do, all right, I just wanted to tease a little something because I can't give too many details out about what's going on or what's happening. But let's just say this, all right. And I don't want anybody, you know who who you are, if you were involved in the festivities this weekend, okay. But there is a new show coming out uh, being produced by NBC Universal. It'll air on U- the USA Network uh, come in December. Basic premise of the show is a Scottish-born Australian TV personality. I'm not going to say who. Uh, grew up a big NFL fan, just a big fan of American football, right? So, But he's never picked an actual team. He just loved the sport. He loved Americana. He loved the vibe. He loved the the, the, the hard-hitting. Um, never picked a team. Never was to the States to visit a football game. So what NBC decided to do is they were going to take this guy and have him visit eight different NFL cities to get a feel for not only the football team in those cities, but the fans that make up the fan base. Let's just say they were in... Philadelphia all this week and this weekend soaking up the culture that is Eagles fandom and uh, a couple select few of us were chosen to uh, represent the fan base and let's just say this it went extremely extremely well too fucking easy a little bit not to mention the fact that the Eagles pulled out that W and 80,000 Eagles fans were representing not only on Monday Night Football in front of a national audience, but to this show as well. So keep an eye out for that. We'll, we'll continue to tease it a little bit as the commercials start rolling rolling on. All right, you'll, you'll see us, but keep an eye out for a certain show featuring a certain Australian visiting certain NFL cities and a certain people that you may know <clears throat> on this podcast. Surprise, surprise, baby! <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> on the TV show. Because that's what, you know what, we were just talking about it. That's what makes the 4th and John tailgate so awesome. You have this show being shot there. We just, I I, I think our boy Further AM just posted a video of, what was it? Uh, CBS, uh, three. CBS 3. CBS 3. They did a a, a thing at our, our, at our tailgate for, for Lucas. For, for Lucas. Um, Action News was there. Freaking Randy Moss and Charles Woods. If again, I can't state this enough. If you've never been to a Fourth and John tailgate, what the fuck are you waiting for? You never know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know who's gonna show up. And you're meeting great people, great diehards from. I'm talking all over the world. Yeah. We're not even joking. We had Canadians drive in from just uh, like an hour north of Toronto. Drive Dakotians. North Dakotians. We were beer bong. North Dakotians. We had our boy Rob. Black Rob, Rob finally black showed up Rob. to the tailgate. Black Rob showed up, and to he's the tailgate. really black. 
<laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not a fake uh, Twitter thing. He's no, an, a creator of the Eagle Twitter Awards. The, the Eagle, the the uh, yeah, the Eagle Twitter Awards. <laughs> he always best Gales balls. He's like, yo, this light skin over here, and then yeah. Black Rock shows up with Crown Royal. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he messed a lot record. of people up with that Crown Royal. Myself, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. so bad. He might have been the biggest so celebrity bad. to show up at the tailgate that uh, that day. So we have uh, an interesting Twitter set, uh, Twitter question segment. Uh, that we decided to switch it up a little bit. We posted it out on tw- on, on on the Fourth and John Twitter page that we were not going to field any Eagles questions. Instead, we were going to do like an Ask Me Anything segment where you could feel free to get creative and ask the uh, ask the host of Fourth and John anything you wanted to. Mike has them all to themselves. We have not reviewed these questions, so first, okay, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have no idea what we're getting ourselves into. Let's uh, let's go with the first Twitter question, Mike. All right, let's do it with S or Sakura. She says the best game day food for you guys. Best game day food. I'm gonna say pork roll. Which, by the Shocker. way, we, we we introduced you to. Yeah. But Gail had no idea what pork roll was. I guess it's kind of like a Trenton, New Jersey thing. Yeah, he said at first I thought that's pork hole. Pork hole. I thought that was yeah. pig pig anus, and I was like, I'm not really into that, guys. But a uh, pork roll is. He came Phenomenal. up to the next tailgate. I shit you not. He was like, yo, your mom got any more of that pork hole? I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> What'd you say about my mama? What'd you say about my mama? I don't uh, know. With the 4th of John tailgate, uh, especially last night, Aaron made these this awesome taco tip. I can't remember the name of him, but oh my God. You have to come 4th of John tailgate just to try out Aaron's taco tip. Straight up amazing. My Dukes makes good shrimp. So... I uh I carried two Stromboli's down the Broad Street line on my way to that fucking tailgate. I wish I had a fucking uh, Troxxas GoPro on me at the time because I was I was everyone is packed in like sardines on the BSL and I'm sitting there taking up like three spots on the fucking pizza box. But, uh, either Stromboli or I'll just go. I could just go with some Wawa pretzels and a six pack of Miller, man. That's a good tailgate for me. I, I'm a big seafood guy, and so my Dukes makes some pretty good like uh, lobster bisque. Uh, last uh, last night she had the big ass shrimp man it wasn't like you know you go to supermarket you get the frozen shrimp yeah. that's fucking garbage that's like you know Vietnamese like farm bread shrimp that's been in the freezer for the last like five fucking years she gets some big thick like as big as my fist and then she seasons it oh, not man. with some small wood good not too, with that, but just like that old bay she gets it perfect right every time what about you my man I'm a simple man wings or pizza Wings. Hot yeah, wings, barbecue wings. As long as there's food, that's the all side. that matters. As long yeah. as there's food, yeah. 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 Wings Absolutely. Or pizza. Absolutely. Next Twitter question, please. All right, this was strict, strictly to you, E. Oh, this Jesus. Is pro- uh, ready? This yeah. is, uh, oh, boy. At no one like D, our boy D. He <laughs> said, oh, Daryl, don't do me dirty. What part of Jamaica are you from? <laughs> Not a person. <laughs> I'm from by the beach, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Me and DC Daryl go way back, dude. I, I, I love that dude. I love that dude. What do you got next? Uh, we're doing another question from uh, Cypher Call. He says, who has the craziest superstitions out of the whole crew? Craziest. Uh, what about Justin wearing a Sean Jackson jersey to every, <laughs> to Yo, which Soiled. By, soiled and sweat. Which, by the way, he rolls up. The first, he, he gets out of the car. The first words, like, everybody was just, like, quiet for a second. We're like, where's the fucking jersey, dude? He's rolling up in some, like, Michael Vick. Chinese throwback. <laughs> Chinese. He's ro- j- j- stand up. Take a picture. Like, like, get him on video. Stand up real quick. So what is that? That is a the Michael Mike Vick. Vick Chinese Pro knockoff <laughs> Pro Bowl jersey that he bought at the flea market for like ten dollars. You got like twenty of them for ten for a hundred bucks, right? You got a hundred bucks. He, he's thrifty. 
He's thrifty. You got to give him that. The man knows how to hold on to a, to a jersey and a dollar. All right. Uh, superstitions? I, I, I wear eagle socks. Yeah. <laughs> eagle socks. And I, and I got I to gotta wear these the same socks. <laughs> I, I actually don't have any superstitions whatsoever. Yeah, same with me. Really. Um, you know, the superstition thing, my, my family does, right? So my, my father actually got him in a real life, like put him in the bathroom deal mm-hmm. right because in, in in our house when we're over ma's house right and we're, wa- we're watching the game because she ma- again she makes like a shrimp you got to show up for the fucking shrimp you know what i mean so they have this weird at old people right so they have this weird ass superstition like if you're in one section of the house like let's say ma runs to the kitchen right mm-hmm. and they score now she's banished to the kitchen mm-hmm. so i think it was against the carolina game my father went up and d- to drop a deuce in the bathroom put him in a fucking bedroom yeah they, they put him in the bathroom and they scored, and he wasn't allowed out of the bathroom. Like, my Man. mother had to turn up the volume so my dad could hear it. He wasn't allowed out of the bathroom. He was trying to turn down the smell. <laughs> <laughs> weird, weird ass tradition. But I, per, me personally, it's not a favorite pair of underwear, socks, or whatever. I just, I, I, I feel like the Cosmos don't give a shit what I do. The players do it on the field. Yeah, I don't have anything too crazy. I guess the only thing I would say is I switch every week between a Brian Dawkins jersey and a Carson Wentz jersey, and it's been working. They're six and one, so you gotta go with the two goats. Two goats. All right, keep firing away, Mike. All right, let's see another question from boy at Movies on the Rocks. He says, "What is a better sandwich, cheeseburger or hot dog?" <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, uh-huh. Greg. I see uh-huh. what you did. Cheeseburger, man. Give me cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. All day. Yep. Same. Cheeseburger's Americana, man. That's just that's actual meat. Although, Hot dog, yeah. you don't know what the fuck's going on there. Although Brennan's the big pineapple guy. Like, he puts pineapple in it. He had me try a hot dog with pineapple on it. Let me tell you something. If you're, like, a fan of that, like, you know, that roast pig, that Hawaiian-style, like, roast pig with pineapple on it, stuff like that, try a hot dog with pineapple chunks on it. It's a game changer. <laughs> what about pineapple on pizza? Put them in the guys, no, pineapple no. on pizza, that's people. Not a, that's not a pizza. That's a, Thank cl- you. That's a violation. I do it. Every once in a while, I'll do it. There's always a one you're, guy. You're a West Coast boy. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> some, some, I, I grew up on the wrong coast. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up on the wrong coast. All right, we got another question from our boy at the Zomster. Oh, Jesus. All right, you ready for this? He says, right before you go into the shower, you have to drop a deuce. When you are done, do you wipe or you go straight into the shower? What the fu- <laughs> First of all, Zom, what the fuck kind of question is that? Second of all, what kind of animal doesn't wipe their own ass before they go into the shower? Like, cause at, the, at that point, you're, you're stuck between two choices. A washcloth, which is disgusting, because somebody else is going to wash with that, or be your own hand. Let it be known on Twitter, I want you to tweet this right now. Zomp wipes his ass with his own hand. Just, just but I'm mercy. <laughs> Zomp, Zomp got a bidet. Oh, yeah, that European style, yeah, European man. shit. Yeah. Have you ever tried that a bidet? Next question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a serious question. No. <laughs> he wasn't ready. Why is this thing splashing my balls? All right, got another question. This, fu- this fucking getting weird. <laughs> it is. It's getting, uh, but here's a good question, though. From PV 15 he says, The craziest thing you ever experienced at any Philly sports game, home or away? I would love to hear Puga's answer right now. <laughs> Smashing. <laughs> Craziest experience you've ever had. Uh, so last game, at, I, and I've told this story on YouTube, uh, last game at Veterans Stadium, right? It was my 21st birthday, January 19th. 21st birthday, Eagles are supposed to go to the Super Bowl because Tampa can't win in the cold. Guess what happens? We all know what happens. Freaking Joe Jarevicius is still running, right? So the reality sets in that this is the last game at the, at the Vet. 
and uh, you know, the, the, our Super Bowl aspirations, hopes, and dreams are absolutely have come crashing down. So everybody is cold, right? So everybody's like feet are numb. So we're doing this like it. I don't know if you ever, you guys might be too young to have ever been to Veterans Stadium, but there was like these ramps that go up and down the stadium, right? So everybody's doing this shuffle, this this slow zombie, everybody's looking at the ground, nobody's talking to each other, nobody's saying shit. So all of a sudden there's cheering from up above, because we were in the 600 level, there's cheering from up above. And like some of us are like, what the fuck? Could anybody have anything to cheer about? So we make our way all the way down to the to the next to last ramp where you go out of the stadium. Some drunk guy had commandeered himself a beer cart, like a full beer cart on wheels. And those ramps that go down zigzag, what was happening is people were spreading, parting way, and they were pushing this guy down the ramp, stopping him, spinning him the other way so he could go down the next ramp. That's the cheering that we were hearing. So he finally gets to where we're at, and we're, we're on the final ramp to get out of the stadium. There is a line of yellow security jackets. This guy, they stop it, they position it, and there's this, like, freaking Clint Eastwood moment where it's like, doo wah, wah, wah. Like, is this guy actually going to, like, try to ram through security <laughs> on this beer cart? He hops on it, they give him a giant big push, and all the yellow jackets did, standing there, was simply just let... They just they just Surprise, stepped aside. Motherfucker. So that dude rode out of Veteran Stadium for the last time, drunkenly on a beer cart. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen at a game. That's how you gotta go out, man. Yeah, man. Well, I'm a young buck, but I have gone to Veteran Stadium, first Eagles game with my stepdad, and there's a Cowboys fan. It's Cowboys game, December, freezing cold. Cowboys dude behind me. I'm probably five or six years old, and I felt like LeBron James. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Five beers spilled on me during the game. My stepdad bought me a new hoodie after the first one spilled on me. Then he bought me a jersey. He bought me another hoodie because I was soaking wet, and it's freezing cold out. He didn't want me to freeze. I'm six years old. Eventually, we left in, like, the third quarter because I I had it. He He didn't swing on him? No. Nah, yep. he was he was mild mannered back then. He was mild ma- yeah. back then. Yeah. What is he crazy now? Nah, he's gone now, man. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, not to drop the show, but all right, all right. Let's uh let's bring it on to the next question. We're running out of time. All right, let's do another question from our boy Further AM that did that awesome CBS three video. He says, "Who came up with the name Fourth and John? When was the Fourth and John created? How did you guys meet?" Was the tailgate before Fourth and John? That's a long question. But I think we can sum it up pretty quick. Okay, so me and Gail, we've known each other since training camps in Lehigh. I was was doing on-air work for the Philadelphia Eagles, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. So daily I would, like, produce content for their website because they used to have a very long show. Eagles training camp, it lasted the entire day, so they needed, like, filler content. So they brought me on for my YouTube channel just to fucking interview people. Gail used to meet me up there all the time. Um, and then we, we always kept in touch uh, yeah. when I covered it for the draft and went up to visit him in New York City. Right? Yeah, came up to give you a tour through MTV and yeah, man, you did a little video shoot, little 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 video shoot yeah. there. And then uh, we had I was on a like a Google Hangout podcast with Philadelphia. She's one of the female fans out in LA that does a YouTube channel. You don't know her too much on Twitter, but she's she's pretty popular on YouTube as a female Eagles fan. And uh, it was a trio, and then the third leg of that dropped off, and I was like, well, I know this dude, Gail, who, who knows his shit. And then while we were doing that, it kind of was like, yeah, we, we, between Gail and I, we're like, man, we, we got something here. And to be, to be honest with you, I was sick of doing the E-Rock vids. 
Like, I'm still sick of, like, like, I don't do many of them anymore because I'm just, I'm sick of doing them. They, they, I gotta write them, I gotta shoot, I gotta go to a location, I gotta shoot them, I gotta edit them, I gotta do all the effects for it. It's a pain in the ass, right? So I was like, man, what's the next level of my social media content? Because I never teamed up with anybody. And Gail was the perfect partner to do that. Uh, New Media Studios, they followed me on Twitter. I messaged them right away. Like, everybody that follows me on Twitter, I read your bio. I check it out, you know what I mean, to see what they're all about. And they're like, hey, we produce podcasts. And all of a sudden, the fucking light bulb went Ding. off. And I'm like, here we go. Uh, we were bouncing uh, names back and forth. I think we yeah. had uh, the fourth down. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, the fifth quarter. Yeah. The, but the fourth thing stuck. And then... Uh, then he was like fourth and John, and then yeah. we were like, I was actually sitting on the shitter, like trying yeah. to do work. But no, it, it's where my best work is done. I was, actually, yeah, I was actually sitting on the can. And I'm like on the bidet. I'm like, all right, so it's got, it's got to, it's got to be the name has got to be not so because there's a lot of podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, there's a lot of podcasts and a lot of podcasts got a lot of cheesy names, and it's not something that's ever going to stick into your head. You know, what I mean, it's a play, it's a, it's a simple play on words, but I wanted something that was like. When you heard it, you're never going to forget that fucking name. Mm-hmm. It's got to be uniquely Philadelphia. It's got to be, you know, uniquely us. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing that we, when we said Fourth and John, we're like, we, we stick with this until we can find something better. And we, a week had passed, and we're like, we could pass. 24 hours had passed. We're really? like, nope, that's the Yo, name. Yo, this is us. Yeah. You know, we, we crack jokes. We have fun. We, t- we talk football. And we talk Philly football, and uh, and, that, and that's, that's the, us to a T. So. And the, and and the, and the John word, I mean, we, we 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 didn't invent it. Like people, when they put it in the in the dictionary, people were looking at us like, "Oh, you guys invented?" No, we this is this is Philly slang. But either you know what it means or you don't. And if you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. So that's the same thing with this podcast. Like either you know or you don't. Either you're in on the joke or you're not. Either you're part of us or you're kind of like you're clueless about it. And that's the way we like to stick. That's the way we like to do it. Either you're in on the joke or you're not. And so that there you go. Fourth and John. We got another one. Yeah, we got another question. Why don't we do it from? Uh, let's see. Let's do it from our uh, uh, boy right, right Okay, here. go ahead. Go. Oh, a real geez. quick one. Real yeah, quick yeah, one. Yeah. He says, "Who's the worst Eagles beat writer and why?" Uh, you got another one. Yeah, another one. All right, I figured. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You know, I mean, this ain't the crossing podcast. We're not just gonna sit here and fucking shit on beat writers. That's not gonna happen. All right, another boy from our classic Jeff. Kyle Scott. Let's put. You know what? Not even a beat writer. Kyle Scott. All right, that works. Kyle Scott. That works. All right, from. Well, last question right here from our boy Classic Jeff. He says, "When is the next Eagles Twitter wedding so you could do a live broadcast from it?" Twitter that? wedding? Tw- next Eagles Twitter wedding. You know, Kiana did a e- uh, the wedding and brought a few uh, Eagles Twitter people and a couple of us got to broadcast I, I, or whatever. I, I shit you not. Somebody reached out to me on the Eagles Tailgate Team Facebook page, mm-hmm. and they were producing a show. And I, I totally forgot until you oh, just said yeah. that. I totally forgot. They were producing a show where people were getting married at tailgates. And I was like, okay, all right. So, so I'm I'm talking to the producer, and I'm like, so are you funding it? And they're like, no, we're just looking for people that were already planning a wedding at a tailgate. And, and then my next question was, who the fuck actually gets married at a tailgate? Like, I can understand if you were gonna fund it and you were gonna shoot the show and oh, they could yeah. be on TV, that would be awesome. I could see like Ebby and Derek doing that. That would be hey, perfect. Hey. You know? You got a cool ass woman if she's letting you get married at a table. Yeah, but who, who, who voluntarily be like, "Yo, I'm gonna go get like that's gonna be our wedding." I don't know anybody that would just do that and then and then like 
spring for. If somebody's like, yo, we got we got a $15,000 budget for you to put a, together a wedding at a tailgate, I would have been like on Twitter being like, all right, who, want, who wants to fucking get married? I'll be doing beer bong baptisms at the altar, you know what I mean? <laughs> Till death do you part in the name of the Doug the Howie and the Ginger Jesus. Drink, bitches. Kiss the bride, you know what I mean? But like, they weren't even willing to spring for it, so I just, I shrugged it off. Is that it on the Twitter questions? You want me to do another one? Uh, I think we're, what, what time we're is up. it? we're up. 9.30. It's 9.30. 9.30. Okay, uh, again, the next 4th and John show will be at the Green Turtle 1100 Bethlehem Pike, North Wales. You can come out. You can be a part of the show. Don't be just a caller. Come out. Get on microphone, man. Let the let your voice be heard. Hang out with the crew. Show Get a little what. I might bring the beer bong. Justin, I might bring the beer bong. If they're willing to just, like, tap the keg right in that motherfucker, I'm going to do beer bong baptisms right at the bar. Save some people. Yeah, Yeah, save some people live on air. But until (laughs) next time, we will see you at the Green Turtle on Monday. Let's close it out. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Not a mercy. No! He wasn't ready! Whoa, Nelly! Surprise, motherfucker! Surprise, motherfucker! What? Fucking Jager bombs. Too fucking easy! That's the rush. Wentz, they've got him. And he's in trouble. Wentz will be escaping. He escapes. He's across the 30. The 35, the 40. He's got a first down out at the 44-yard line. How'd he do it? How in the world did that happen? Oh, you said they got him. They did! Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.